Welcome to the Motorsports in Focus podcast. I'm your host, David Santiago, joined by my co-host and producer, Joe McKinney. Hope you enjoy. All righty, here we are yet again. Joe, how are you? I'm good. Considering I just randomly showed up to your house. Well, I mean, I guess I should have expected it, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was, is it, what was the text? You, I think you believe, I believe you sent me, I'll, I have to postpone today. I'll come later in the week or something yep, like that's that. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. So it was very, okay. I don't know when later in the week is. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for whatever reason, I had thought, I must have had a conversation with you in my head where I said I was coming Thursday. Yeah. But uh, obviously that didn't uh, transpire well, in real life. It's incredibly difficult to prepare for this. I have to talk about two races that I watched this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. And it's not like they were small races either. No? No, apparently not. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently they were a big deal. Uh, the first one was obviously Monaco. We'll start with one that came first in the day. Yeah. The obviously boring Monaco, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this one was actually pretty eventful for Monaco. It was. Yeah. And uh, I was expecting pretty much a parade the whole time, especially after I saw Max got pole. I was kind of like, well, that's kind of the race right there. Yeah. I was really hoping somebody else would get in front of him, and then so some strategy would come into play. But like Alonzo. Yeah, exactly. Like Alonzo. Yeah, I was I was rooting for it as well. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I actually thought, so, spoiler for those that haven't seen it, there was rain towards the end of the race. Yep. I actually thought prior to the rain, it was a pretty damn good race anyway. There was some good battling for positions. I, I thought some of the drivers were all over the place looking like complete goons out there. You know, I'm glad you said that, because that was one of my my notes mm-hmm. is uh i don't know what happened in monaco but it seemed like everybody just threw driving standards out the window yes and they were just like just just all run into each other right well who was it was it hulkenberg that just threw it oh, at the hairpin just absolutely th- no it was the turn before the hair, hairpin i think okay and just absolutely dive bomb into that corner <laughs> i don't know who did he i'm trying to remember who he hit was it uh it wasn't russell was it i don't remember no it wasn't no was it signs didn't he break signs front wing or something? Oh like no, that? signs. That that was another move. That, okay. Signs going into the uh, chicane, and yeah, uh, oh, who did he hit? He hit a couple people. Signs was all over the place. He was. Yeah, he was driving like a madman, yeah. and not in a good way. I, there were a couple people going into the chicane, where uh, at least watching on TV, seeing the move and how far back they were, you're just like, what? What did you think was going to happen yeah. there? Where was that going to succeed? Yeah, and then signs. You know, he hits the back of. Uh, I can never remember the other driver involved. Uh, I think it was K-Mag. It probably doesn't help that we watched this race like six days ago. Yeah, well, that too. I never remember the the people involved. I remember the one person that I want to talk about, but then I don't remember the other person involved. Yeah, well, so you're just setting aside memories that don't yeah. need to be Yeah, exactly. Kept. But uh, yeah, I think it was K-Mag. But anyway, it doesn't matter, because then he goes straight in the chicane, and then he gets on the radio like, oh, what was that? The guy just ran into me, and you're just like, what? <laughs> you just absolutely dive-bombed into the chicane. Well, we should have known, too, early on, because they just, about 30% of the drivers weren't using the chicane. Yeah. Not even not even having accidents, just weren't using the chicane. Yeah, halfway through the race, I was like, you know, maybe we should put a barrier there so you can't go straight. Yeah. You know, to try to stop people from just... Uh, Didn't they used to have, or maybe it was only like a one-year thing, and then there was a bunch of complaints, but I thought there was like a really big rumble strip through there or something. There was, I think. That broke a uh, floor. Yeah. 
but don't hit it. Don't yeah. go straight <laughs> right. on the game. Right. Like, exactly. I don't yeah. know. This, this seems like a no one's problem. ever gotten mad in the, at at an exterior wall for uh, damaging their front wing. Yeah, like, exactly. So why would you get mad at a a rumble strip for damaging your floor or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. happened quite a few times in F one. I think when they introduced those big, big uh, rumble strips. Yeah, but but yeah, just people all over the place. Sign was all over. Signs was all over the place. Um, but he might have been so far over the place. He did actually drop the Z in his name. It might have <laughs> just been sign. <laughs> It's possible. Okay. Uh, but yeah, obviously the big story was the rain, which yes. right off the bat, I think the big thing here that was upsetting even at the time for me, because I'm, I'm just rooting for Alonzo to win this race. And I was really hoping because you got to assume that this was probably their best chance to win a race over the Red, Bull, Red Bulls uh, just on pace alone. But when they called him into the pits, did you think they were going to go on dries or inters? I was hoping they were going on inters. Right? And I don't know if it's because on the broadcast they showed like a picture of the imminent rain and it looked pretty heavy. And But you know who knows what they saw in the pit wall with their radar and everything. But when he went out on dries, I was literally, it was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. Yep. Gonna have I to felt come the back, same way. He's yeah. going to have to come back I, in for inters. I, I feel like he got, his team may have screwed him out of a victory yeah but it's interesting because i i saw the interviews afterwards and uh an interviewer asked alonzo that question and he basically was like no i think it was the right call at the time the circuit was dry so he went on to dries but even then you gotta think like if there's rain coming obviously the track is dry when you made the stop but surely you could have gone one more lap to wait and see how yeah. bad the rain was you know, why'd you have to yeah. pit that lap? I don't know. Obviously, we're not strategists. Because you end up making two pit stops. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, your your two pit stops at the end of the day are so much slower than doing one more slow lap around as an observation. Yeah, very strange. Or at least just mirror whatever Red Bull does. You know, that that's obviously a strategy where you just say, you know what? If Verstappen comes in for dries, we come in for dries. If he comes in for enters, then we'll go on enters. Yeah. That way you just cover off the strategy. You don't even have to think about it. Right. Because you know... Verstappen's the one you got to beat anyway. Right. And I would have been very interested to see the the two of those, like those two vehicles running in the rain. You know, that, that may have been a good equalizer. Yeah. I mean, rain always is the equalizer. And I we pretty much saw it. And it was just chaos once the rain actually started. Oh, it was, yeah. There were so many people just caught out. Oh, yeah. And well, K-Mag, again, was the last one. He was on hards. For, <laughs> Forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was literally like, he was going maybe a tenth of full speed around the circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just getting a, passed by everyone. Yeah, just an absolute obstacle. Cause, and so who, who, which team's decision was worse to keep him on slicks or to put Alonzo on slicks early? I got to go with K Mag because when they, they went to his perspective, like the rain had been going on for a little bit. Yeah. And then they cut to K Mag and they're like, Oh wow. K Mag's still on slicks. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just, it felt like they forgot. Yeah, and he's just out there just doing his thing, and he was going so slow around, even like the hairpin, uh, and then down the hill and back through the tunnel, and uh, and then you obviously saw before that people still on slicks, sliding all over the place yeah. off the track. Signs uh, went off, I think, uh, and almost into the barrier. And when you see it from the, the TV perspective, it just looks like, obviously, they have zero grip, like right. they're on yeah. ice. Yeah, so... I can't imagine. <laughs> what, 
I mean, it's kind of amazing that he was even getting around the track, to be honest, because he was out there so long. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, but that was pretty common. I'm not sure. I, you could also walk around the track. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was moving quickly. So yeah. it's... Yeah, that was pretty like, funny. But, um, yeah, just definitely bummed because uh, I really thought they were going to go to Inters and then take the fight to Red Bull because, you know, like you said, once it's, they're in the rain, yeah, then it fights on. But Yeah, I, I, the speed advantage that Red Bull has is minimized or eliminated um, as soon as the rain comes out, as soon as we have a severely wet track. I was kind of surprised we didn't see full wets from a bunch of people as well. I thought it was getting close, but... I was wondering about that, actually. Um, but... Like, it, it, I actually thought when they were bringing Alonzo in for inters, I had a feeling they were they might have gone full wets there. I wonder what the speed difference... See, because that's the weird it's thing. It's a temperature thing, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. Because the announcers were talking about the lap times, essentially. But I think that's a weird way to do it, to be that reactive. Because essentially it's like, okay, if the lap times drop below X, then you switch to wets. And it's like, yeah, okay. I, th- I think it's a team decision on how can you keep this tire cool enough? Because the problem is it just e- it degrades immediately as soon as the track dries up. Yeah, well, especially in the beginning because I mean, Ma- Monaco's a pretty small track. But in the beginning, you know, you had some of the track was dry, some of it was wet. Yeah. Um, so I understood the inters there. Yeah. But, yeah, very... Uh, it made it an exciting race at that point, though. It did, yeah. Yeah, it, it added a little bit of spark to a race that was otherwise looking relatively dull um, at that point. Like I said, it was pretty good early on. There was enough action. Like, it was it was one of the better Monacos. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I mean, and I was curious to get your opinion on the race, because I know, obviously, that it's Monaco and everything, but it's still a street circuit. Mm-hmm. And I was curious what you thought of it. And I, you know, I have to admit that Usually Monaco is pretty much a parade, and it still was a parade for the most part. Yeah, but there was a lot of uh, stuff going on actually. Well, that's the thing about Monaco is it is it's one of the better street circuits because it does provide action at all times. There's always something going on that the margin for error is so small. Somebody dings a wall, breaks a suspension arm. Yeah, you know, there's like you just there's so many little things that can that can pop up in, at Monaco, that it does provide enough action. It's very rarely, like, parade in the... Kind of like Baku was this year, where you just... Okay, we're just driving around real fast. Or, like, the early Mercedes years, you know, those... Yeah. Just, you're very clearly nothing's going on. It's very rare that Monaco's like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I still don't like it. and It's not a... I don't like street circuits. But as far as street circuits go, that one's not too bad. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, I think I made a mistake earlier. I think it was actually signs in my notes here. I had it, uh, or sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was Perez who uh, made a ridiculous move on Stroll and then uh, ran into That K-Mag. would make sense. They were much closer to yeah. each other. And yeah. then ran into K-Mag. Uh, signs ran into somebody, too. So. Signs ran into everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone. That was, like He was still driving like a lunatic. Yeah. Even the, the onboards on the first lap when they were coming through the hairpin, there was contact everywhere. Yeah. It also highlights just how wide and large these cars are. Yes, it well. does. Yeah. Around they the, look ridiculous around the hairpin. Yeah. Yeah, and poor Stroll that one time when he was, he was already on enters and he still went straight on through there. Yeah. And sort of, 
like a video game, just kind of bounced off the barriers and kept going. Yes. Well, sort of kept going because he ran over his front wing and then couldn't steer. Well, and then who was? Yeah. <laughs> and then who was it that that? It was one of the Williams, I want to say it was Sergeant, that drove like straight at the barrier in the hairpin and then had to back up on track and then yep. go again. I was like, yep. what is? what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, no, there was stuff going on like crazy. It was uh, it was an interesting race, to be honest. But yeah. obviously in the end, we're stopping one again. Yep. Which. Uh, but hey, Alonzo second. Yeah, that is a good result. No con third. Yeah. So, dude, he looked jacked. That guy was so <laughs> excited for that podium. I don't blame him. I mean, it's yeah, it's not. He doesn't come around to podiums very often. Even, I mean, what was Renault was his best team he was ever on. So it's, I'm not sure, but I mean, it's definitely a great result for Alpine now too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great for them. But I guess Renault became Alpine, didn't it? Sort of. I think so. Was it Renault Alpine like? slash at one point or i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) it's like aston was i'll give you a real throwback is force india oh yeah i know that one i always think of yeah so now it's like so force india became uh what did force india become well they became pink with the bwt sponsor which was was a weird one but after that became lance stroll bought it right yeah then what did it become? It was something else. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what? I don't it, remember what it was because then it changed again. Yeah, well, and then it changed to Aston. Exactly. But I can't remember what it was called. I can't either. Man, there is <laughs> somebody's listening to this just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I can't remember either. Yeah. But I it's funny. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah, mm. it's funny. That's how it works in F1, though. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like Mercedes used to be uh, Braun. GP. Well, and wait a minute, wasn't wasn't Force India Sauber beforehand? I think so. So you can go even further back again. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, that's how it goes in yeah. F one, I guess. But uh, but yeah, it was actually a pretty good uh, Monaco. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not, not bad. Not bad. That's the grade I'll give it. <laughs> now, um, because I don't. I mean, it was fairly exciting Monaco, but I think the main thing that uh, we should talk about here is Indy. Yes. What would you think about Indy? Oh, God. I love it, man. <laughs> I love. I, I do love the 500. Every year, I you know, I get a little more revved up, a little bit more revved up, a little bit more revved up, and that's like, I think that's the whole purpose of what they do in May. You know, it's, it's just, get, come on, it's coming close. I mean, how many times, how many qualifiers are there? This is like the 93rd practice. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. I... I thought overall it was a pretty good indie. Um, there was a lot of good, clean, hard racing early on. You know, not a lot of yellows, not a lot of major incidents or anything like that. And then the end was different. Mm, interesting. Well, first, I agree. I love the pageantry of it. I love... The coverage of the flyby was crap. Well, I was, I was kind of bummed with that. Well, yes. The first flyby they got... But then they missed the second flyby, which was way cooler, during the uh, Indiana song. Yeah. Because um, I heard it on TV, and I was like, wow, thanks. Didn't get to see it. Yep. Which is a bummer. Um, but, uh, yeah, just the whole thing. Like, I didn't know, for example, that in order to open the gates, they fire cannons and shoot fireworks off. And they're like, okay, gates are open. Like, 
seven in the morning or whatever it is. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that, that part of the coverage. Yeah. So that's just really cool. And, uh, obviously a packed house and I don't know. There's just you know something... there's three holes in there as well, right? What do you mean? For golf. The golf oh, yeah. course goes through the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, they must, there must, I guess they use a tunnel. The golf course has its own tunnel that they yeah. just go through. Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just love how epic it feels no matter you know, even if you don't follow IndyCar, when you if you tune in like randomly, you just be like, okay, this looks like a big deal. Yeah, you know, and they have the national anthem, which was pretty good. The driver introductions, like I'm happy to watch like the whole pre-race ceremony, Brandy. <laughs> the DJ was so bad though. <laughs> it was, dude. Weird. I I texted you guys. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> this is IndyCar. What are we What are we doing with this this DJ? Yeah, I saw a picture of him at one point. And he had, you know he's got the headphones on with his hand on the headphone yeah. doing stuff with his hand, and you're just like, I I don't understand that world. By the way, I can't imagine what he could possibly be doing other than just hitting play, and then you're just kind of hanging out until I, it's over. Or how, I don't know how that works. There's a lot of DJs in the world that get paid a lot of money. I have to imagine it's difficult, right? But yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like, like, cause you're like, okay, you hit play. I have play. no concept. Like, you can see a dude play a, a guitar. Yeah, you get Or a that. mandolin or you something. Understand like, it. something, like, pick an obscure, a didgeridoo. Like, yeah. you can go, okay, I, I I get what you're doing. You're blowing some air through there. Like, okay, I get it. I don't I don't know what a DJ's doing. Right. <laughs> 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 like, what I imagine is he's got his computer there, or he's got it, like, rigged up with buttons, and he's like, all right, button one. Nice. Nice, nice. Oh, oh, 30 seconds have passed. Button two. <laughs> it just changes from song to song. Yeah, I know they do some, like, live mixing of songs, but I... But, yeah, it was weird, because he was playing, like, a rock song, and then it would transition into, like, dubstep. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, but... It, uh, it just felt weird. It did. But it's still cool to see the introductions and stuff, and apparently when they did that in Miami... I saw a lot of stuff on social media where people absolutely hated it for Formula One. Yeah. Which I think they like, They complained weird. about it when Texas did it as well. What's the big deal? I don't know. I don't know because I, I think it's actually kind of cool. I mean, but maybe yeah. that's because we're American. Maybe. I literally saw it and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. You know, you introduce the drivers. Fans get to like get hyped up about it. Yeah. And apparently they were just like, never do this again. I hated this. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry for trying to introduce the drivers. Sorry for being American. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch our race. Yeah. And, God. Yeah. The flyby. There's, flybys are just like the most American thing as well. The the dude that decided, the producer that decided it needed to be filmed through, like from the air on the actual flyby rather than from the ground so you could get that perspective needs to be hit in the knee with a mallet. Like, I, what? Why would you ever do that? Yeah, I know. I agree. I can understand filming it from the air while they're heading toward you. Of course. But then, I personally, I would want the shot like low down, so you see the dude singing, and then the jets passing over. Yes, like that's that. always been the shot, right? That's why I'm like the the producer. He need he doesn't need knees anymore. <laughs> Just take them away. Yeah, and then to miss miss the second flyby, I had to look it up on YouTube. It was they came in sort of. If you could imagine, like, there are four jets, and they each took a quarter of the stadium. Stadium, not stadium, track. And they did I mean, it a... sort of is a stadium, yeah. really. <laughs> At the end of the uh, Indiana song, they did a full afterburner flyby. Oh, okay. Like, lined up abreast, so it was actually pretty cool. Like, high speed, which is... I love 
going to watch those videos online too because it's always the fans perspective and you get a lot of like oh here they come they're coming back and then they come through full afterburner like with some actual speed this time and you know so you got to imagine sometimes that's probably the first experience people have of like an actual fighter jet doing fighter jet things yes and they're all just like yeah that was awesome you know (laughs) yeah so half of them duck and the other the rest of them are all celebrating yeah yeah it's like i'm pretty sure we've seen a couple races uh like an f1 or other ones where they're like focused in on a driver and then all of a sudden they do the flyby and they like duck down like what the heck was that yeah (laughs) which always cracks me up but yeah the pageantry is awesome and then uh yeah apparently they got uh five million viewers this year really yeah which is crazy wow that's a big event yeah the crazier part actually is that it was only two percent more than last year so it's growing yeah but two percent of five million it's not shocking man like nbc's done a phenomenal job covering it since they since they got a hold of it and they did a phenomenal job when they were covering f1 as well like nbc seems to know how to market and promote what they're what they're selling which is racing yeah they do an incredibly good job with it yeah that was pretty good and uh yeah anyway back to the race so you don't want to talk about marketing? No, I'm kidding. I'm marketing, kidding. Is, <laughs> marketing is snake oil, man. <laughs> it really is. Uh, you just try random things, and then something works, and you're like, yeah, I planned that. It's <laughs> pretty much what it is. You try like a thousand Mar- things. Marketing is snake oil. It needs to be the name of the episode. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, but yeah, we, to be fair, we did pretty much have an uneventful race up until uh, Stingray Rob went into the wall. Yeah. Which is an amazing name, by the way. I think we mentioned that before, but Stingray yeah, Rob. Mean, it, it fits. It's just, I don't, it bugs me. It's like, who, who. I. Yeah, that just, kid. Just imagine signing up for a, a tournament or something like oh, that, I, right? And yeah. you put your name in, and you're like, I'm going to go with Stingray. <laughs> like, what? I could just imagine his parents, you know, they're, they're, you know, you name the kid at birth sometimes, and this kid popped out, and they looked at him, they went, looked at each other. Stingray. <laughs> the I other one was like perfect. Yeah, I, why didn't it. I think of that? Yeah. Best part about it, your first name or your last name is actually a really casual first name. So yeah. <laughs> but um, you think his middle name's Face? Sting, Stingray Face Rob. I really hope so. If it's not, it should be. <laughs> I don't know if I. There's part of me that still doubts it's his real name. I haven't looked it up, but there's no way. I doubted the first time I saw it. I think it was at St. Pete, and I saw it like on the banner, and I was like, there's no way that guy's name is Stingray. Yeah. There's no way. And then sure enough, it was. So there we go. But uh, yeah, he went into the wall, and then after that, it was pretty much chaos for the rest of the yeah. remaining laps. Yep. Which I think that happened at like, I want to say that was all the way up almost at lap like, 150? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was late in the race, quite late in the race, because I, I actually dozed off for a short period of time, like 130 to one. 45 or something like that and saw a bunch of this chaos after that and yeah it, w- it had to have been around 150 yeah but even before that we did have some incidents i guess in a couple the, minor ones nothing well the weird ones i think were in the pits when like uh who was it Rina's it was vk ran yeah. into alex below which what? was how do you that i've even... ne- i've never seen a professional driver lose a car coming out of the pit like that i haven't either and it, it did happen to um the woman, I forgot her name, Lege. Catherine Leg. Lege or Leg? Leg. She's English. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I 
I just assume, you know, it's got to be French yeah, it, or something. Well, yeah, or like I was thinking like maybe Danish or something. Yeah. You could get like leggy or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but she went into the wall, and at first I was like, I was like, oh, man, what the heck happened there? Yeah. And I think in an interview later she said something may have been broken, which is possible. But then with uh, VK, uh, I heard one of the announcers say something along the lines of like because of the weird setup they have on the car. It actually kind of makes sense because obviously the car wants to yeah, turn their left. left. Their left wheel is heavier or something, or there's a ballast weight yeah, in the, the weight, left. Yeah, but also in general, the car just wants to turn left because it's set up to do that at yeah. Indy, and so maybe just hasn't had a lot of practice coming out of the pits. He is only a second it. year driver. I mean, he's not he's not this grizzly veteran that's done this a thousand times. Yeah, especially in the heat of the moment, and you know he's uh, fighting for the win and everything. But yeah, weird incident. It was it's yeah. almost like. You almost feel a little bit embarrassed because you know that, like, the driver must have been thinking, they're like, oh, my God, how yeah. did I do that? And you that? feel bad for Below, too, because it really does screw him over, and he made a valiant comeback. He did. He did. I thought he was going to come all the way back towards the end. Yeah. Um, But it's amazing. I have to say, I still don't like ovals, but Indy is different. Yes, 100%. I don't know if it's because it has some straightaway, and it has sort of four distinct corners instead of just sort of corners that blend into each other that almost end up being two corners i think that's a big part of it and then i I still think you're right in the biggest part is the the pageantry like that's that's what makes it special right like the daytona 500 is not a very would not be a a very fun race if it wasn't the daytona 500 like it's that the pageantry and all the chaos that involves holding this huge race at this huge place that's what makes it special so i'm not like Indy, Indy is a better track than any of the other traditional ovals, but it really, when you boil it down to what makes it special, it is just overall the event. It's the whole Indy 500, just the same way the Daytona 500 is a big deal because that's an, a normal oval, and that's still a big deal and kind of fun to watch. Yeah, but it is interesting to see how somebody can go from like way back in the field yeah. to all the way come back and like fight for contention. And it's been like that forever. I mean, this is, it's not anything new. Yeah, I, that's that's amazing to me. But he ends up coming back, and then I, th- I want, what was the next incident after that? I think it was. Uh, they are all a blur for me. I'd have to rewatch the highlights. It was just chaos. Yeah, I think it I was. I pretty much go from, all right, virtually no incidents to a bunch of incidents to red flag restart. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Grosjean that went off, and then uh, after that, that's when, like, Ferrucci started making a run. Which I was really rude. Yeah, for he him. was flying. Yeah. yeah, and then he when he took the lead for uh, um, uh, AJ Foyt Racing, which mm-hmm. was cool to see. Yeah, cool to see AJ Foyt been, there. Would have been their first win. Is it what since two thousand and three or something like that? Yeah, I think they said something like that. And then in the car with the you know American flag livery. Yes. And with an American driving, which yes. I would not have guessed that was an American with his last name. No, 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 no. Well, it's like. Pato Award. They got two of those guys on this on this grid because yeah. Pato Award is not Mexican. There's nothing about that name right. that is me- Mexican, but yeah, he is. It messes with your head, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really rooting for him, and he looked really quick. Yep. And then we had another incident, got red flagged again, and the big one was uh, with Kirkwood and uh, who was it? Who was it? Kirkwood and Rosenquist. Rosen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Felix Rosenquist. Yep. That was a weird one because out of the thing that really I saw there was when the wheel came off. Even in, even live, I saw that wheel come off 
and go over the fence, and I was terrified that it was going to go into the grandstands. Yeah. Because one, that's not supposed to happen. No, they should have tethers. Yeah. It sheared the tether. It hit it perfect. Something about it was the perfect way. It just sheared the tether. Wheel went flying over the fence. Luckily, only hit a car that was parked next to the grandstands. Did they show the damage on that? I didn't. Yeah. I, I missed that. It hit it like right in the front left corner of the car. Yeah. It's just, it smashed it pretty good. I would imagine so. I just wanted to see like, okay, I can imagine it would kill a human, right? But I don't want to see what it would look like. I can imagine it would dent a car. I do want to see what that would look like. Yeah. It looked like the car got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you know, when you see a car accident and like, you can picture exactly what that damage looks like. The damage on this car getting hit by the tire literally looks like somebody took a fist and punched it right I mean, in the headlight. They kind of did. Yeah. But uh, but that was really serious because, like, that's happened before uh, at Indy. There's been a lot of weird stuff at Indy like that. I mean, it, yeah. Like, there have been deaths because tires go into the stands. That's why wheel tethers exist. Yeah. So that was a scary moment. And then, obviously, Kirkwood went upside down and... Uh, Amazing that the onboard camera sort of survived that impact, and you, I remember you remember seeing that with the sparks and everything while he's upside down sliding no, across no, the road. I, didn't, I missed that part. Um, that like was, I said, I I did doze off for a short period of time. Yeah, there was some amazing uh, footage, but yeah, it was a scary incident. So yeah, just kind of glad that nobody got hurt. Thank goodness, because yeah, that's yeah, a wheel going. You don't ever want that black eye for any motorsport. Yeah, and a wheel series. going two hundred miles an hour will. That'll mess you up. Yeah, they might splat at that point. I mean, yeah, that's... it's not good. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think. Then after that, it was oh yeah, that was when we were supposed to have an eight lap shootout. Mm. After that red flag, and I think we made it half a lap, and uh, it might have been a lap and a half. I think it was just a half a lap though. And Pato Award got really aggressive. On the inside no. of Erickson. I know. You're surprised. <laughs> he would never. Never. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I'm really curious what you thought of that move. Because as soon as you attach the name to it, it doesn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. But I've IndyCar, I don't know why they do this. The onboard footage. They pan the camera around all the time. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And then when something happens, the camera's pointed over here, and you're like, I really wanted to see the driver's perspective yeah. on that. Um, yeah, I think it's probably to try and make it feel like they're moving faster, give it some action. Yeah, but it was annoying, because like, I could not find like a straight or clear shot of that incident, just because I was like genuinely curious like what happened. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Award got really aggressive, but... I, I don't know. It seemed like a racing incident, but it was one of those racing incidents that should just never have happened in the that's, first place. Well, that's the thing about Indy is that everything is a racing incident, really. I mean, it's every, you're so close at such a high speed. No one's got any time to react. Most of the time, it's you can make one quick move that might seem normal under any just day-to-day circumstance, and it creates, like, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And it's a racing incident. And then someone else can make this super aggressive move that works four, five, six times during a race. You're like, none of those were racing moves, and somehow you got away with it. It's like, that's just the nature of ovals. They just throw up hot garbage for you, and you got to sift through it and figure out what's what's usable and what's not. Yeah. So, I like, yeah, it was probably a racing incident, but it's also, it doesn't shock me that that's 
that we're sitting back going, oh, maybe it was a racing incident. Maybe it wasn't because Pato Ward's involved, and he gets hyper-aggressive. That's his nature. Yeah. Yeah. He's hmm. a good driver, very good driver, but, yeah, he gets a little ambitious, I guess would be the most polite way to say it. Yeah, it was weird in the interview, too, afterwards, because then he was all saying that uh, he's like, well, I was too nice there, and I think next time I'll just take whoever it is with me. And I well, he tried that at Long Beach, and it worked, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very odd move. And then we went to Red Flag again, and then we had literally a one-lap shootout, essentially. Two two laps remaining, yeah. yeah. One under white, like the your, your that sort of exit outlap, lap. Yeah, yeah. outlap. Would, yep. it, that was under your white, and then you ran to the checkered, which I'm glad that they did stop the race. I, you, I don't like ending under cautions. I'm yeah. not sure one lap is quite enough, mm-hmm. but I'll take it. You know, like it felt like there was a victory. Yeah, I agree. Because I think, especially for Indy, you need to finish under green because right. lap because you don't want to lead, and so you, I think you have to finish under green. And yeah. that's exactly what we saw happen. Newgarden waited to make his move, made his move, and it was made enough. A great move. Yes, absolutely fantastic move, mm-hmm. and just got out. Clean beat him, no no issues whatsoever, and then just outran him for the rest of the race, or the rest of, what, two laps, or, yeah. or uh, two corners, rather, because mm-hmm. he passed him just after turn two, if I remember correctly. It was a... Yeah, it was down that straightaway. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, he made a, a quick move, had two corners left, and called it a day. Yeah. And I'm really and happy for... We got, we got an American to win it. Exactly. That's always a big thing. Always a good thing, and uh, it was cool to see, like, the celebration running into the fans. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I get that feeling. Like I, I, I love fitting wins. Like an American should always win the Indy 500, and then like the U.S. Open, whether it's tennis or uh, golf, the, the an American should win it. And then you, you know, you have your different venues. It's just like, yeah, I just want the home person to win this. Like, I, it feels right. Yeah, yeah. It no. Feels like it. It was supposed to be that way. Like you watch the Open Championship, you're like, oh, an American want that? That feels like we stole that. Like <laughs> I'm glad, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. But yeah, it was really great to see uh, the New Garden win, and uh, I don't know, it's really cool. All everything that builds up to that moment, Indy, and then there's this huge emotional release, and then you have the quirky celebration with the milk and yeah. everything up yeah. on the platform. So yeah, yeah. It, it is ridiculous, but it's the best kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I didn't know uh, Penske. I guess owns Indy now. Literally. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, because during the celebration, it was obviously he's in a Penske car, and in you know they're talking to Penske himself, and uh, like, oh, so this is the first win after owning the track. You got one of your cars in the winner's circle. And I was just like, well, damn, <laughs> dude is a legend. Yeah. Yeah, Roger's got it made. He's he's yeah. doing just fine. Yeah, he's got the the Porsche Penske's now, uh, and the GTP and the WC and everything, and yeah. now obviously owning Indy, so pretty awesome. and winning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Uh, the one thing I do want to say, I I don't know if you have it on your list though. Like Tony Kanaan, that whole send off that that yeah. occurred with him was fantastic. Yeah, because he was an icon when I was young, growing up watching IndyCar. It Tony Kanaan, Elio Castroneves were like the two young guys coming in. And now to see him retire, it's like, geez, I can't believe I watched that whole career. And it was a it was a pretty legendary career. And the, the video that they did 
tugged at your heartstrings, oh, man. Dude, that was a like I had oh, a hard time watching. Man, <laughs> they, that was such a beautiful tribute of him yeah. watching his own video. Yeah, like, I agree. And I didn't know that uh, the backstory to that because I never really used to follow Indy. How he promised his dad that he would win Indy. Yeah, dude, that's a pretty powerful. It's thing. a big promise. Yeah, and imagine just going out and doing it. Like, yeah. Phew. And he's the nicest guy ever. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And that's like, I, we always heard the same thing about uh, Scott Dixon too. I mean, it's like the, the, some of these guys that have been in the sport just forever. Elio gets the same kind of credit as well. They're all just these old guys that have just been so nice to, to everyone. They've been fantastic racers. I mean, it's like Scott Dixon's career, by the way, did you, I, I'd forgotten about it until they uh, talked about it in the pre-race. Do you know what he's achieved? Mm-mm. So he's a six-time IndyCar champion, like okay. series champion. That's a lot. That's pretty serious. Yeah. He's won Indy one time. That's kind of frustrating, right? <laughs> I I just every time I hear that, that's that, that that's one of those stats in racing that sticks with me the same way that the Alonzo one, where he's at what eight points away from being a five-time world champion. It's like that's just, what? Yeah. I did not know that about Scott Dixon. Yeah. That makes the move in Long Beach so much worse. What, I, that he was a six-time world champion and just got dumped into a tire? Yeah, and then for... I just can't imagine playing bumper cars with a six-time world champion and then coming out of that and being like, meh, yeah, I, I, that was fine. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold okay. on. That's, I'm glad you say that because I did feel like when we talked about that initially that you, you're, you let it go a little easy. Yeah, I mean... It was a terrible move, but like, it's like five times worse now. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like imagine you're <laughs> somebody's like asking you about that move and what you thought, and like, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's go talk to Dixon, and you know, he's just like, because I remember the interview at the time, he's like calm and collected, and yeah, you know, he wasn't happy about it, obviously, but like, yeah, he said he said that this like if this is the direction that the series wants to go, then I'm gonna have to reevaluate my driving. Yeah, exactly. Just and, the most politically, like, correct statement to make. But I just can't... That's a ridiculous circumstance. Like, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> That'd be like Logan Sargent smacking... Drilling Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, and, and then being like, I don't know what he was doing. He shouldn't have been in my way. <laughs> you're just like, hold on, bud. <laughs> I don't think you understand here. Yep, 100%. <laughs> that's wild. But yeah, I guess there's not a lot of... Uh, two-time winners at Indy to begin with, so kind of says something about how, right. how, how yeah. hard it is to win the race. Yeah, it, it does, and it's just amazing to me, though, that a, a driver of his skill level, somebody so successful, somebody as good as he is, year in and year out, consistent, one time. That's all yeah. he's got. That's crazy. And then Erickson, obviously. He was going for the second one mm-hmm. for, for you know the return champion. Takuma Sato has two. That is true. That's like, wild. <laughs> Yeah, IndyCar is weird, man. It's only a matter of time until Roman Grosjean gets one as well. well there's there's so many long time. Well, <laughs> got a lot of time. dude. Marcus Erickson's got one. Takuma Sato has two. These are all ex Formula One drivers. I don't know, man. I there's some uh, Rossi. He's got one. Yeah, I don't see Grosjean getting it for a while. For he's... whatever reason, I think he's gonna have just bad luck in Indy. I just have this weird feeling. You mean feeling. like he has his entire racing career? I've never yeah. seen somebody. Well, this come entire so... season too. Remember, but remember when Lotus was having that like absurdly good year in Formula One, like yeah. 2011 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. And 
all he did was like finish second the whole time. Didn't matter. Like just second, 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 second. You're like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> can you can you win one? Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, long or uh sorry, it was uh Saint Pete. Yeah. Crashed the, out. Yep. With a good chance to win. Not crashed out. Didn't he get drilled by somebody, if I remember correctly? Or? No, he sort of made a stupid move and then got taken out. Okay. It was sort of a racing incident, stupid move, shouldn't have happened. But still, had a good shot, okay. taken out. Um, Had a good shot at Barber, lost. Mm-hmm. And then took himself out at Indy. Yep. And so, <laughs> and it sucks because he's obviously quick, you know? Yeah, very. We but he always know, was in Formula One, too. Yeah, we obviously know he can do it, but it's it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Need the stars to align or something. I guess so. Poor Grosjean. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. He I like... his wife made a cookbook. I, I have a hard time saying poor Grosjean. <laughs> you know how bored you got to be to make a cookbook? Not really. <laughs> you know how easy it is to make a cookbook? It's kind of my point. You know how bored you have to be to make something easy? Well, my point is that it's like you could literally... You Why could you? literally, you, like you, tomorrow, could I'd make no, a cookbook. No, not me. Absolutely. No, I don't cook. No, I'll tell you why. You want to know why? Why? So you cannot copyright uh, um, recipes. So you know how to make a cookbook? You just take it from someone else? Literally. I bet you a vast majority of cookbooks just look at recipes, take what's good, or maybe just literally look at them, and then compile them in their own cookbook and put some fancy pictures in it. There's literally you can literally copy the text in a cookbook. I and think the there's recipe. still so much cooking in this that I would fail. <laughs> there's no cooking. <laughs> I'm cooking the books. You don't even have to take the photos. You could just use oh, stock you photos. You missed the pun. Come on. Oh. It was a bad, bad dad joke. But well, yeah, you're officially a dad now, so it's okay. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you you have that authority now. I do. I do. This is this is different. <laughs> I can get away with it. Ha. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like all the recipes you you see online, they're all stolen from somewhere else. Oh yeah, and they write... well, it's like have you ever had you ever been to this is completely off topic, but have you? <laughs> well, I'm out of stuff, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> but have you ever been to a, like a restaurant, right? And you have some dipping sauce or something, you're like, oh, that's amazing, and you look at like it's not a one off restaurant, it's not your local one singular mom and pop shop right it's like a chain or something you go that's really good or like that meal oh that's delicious you look it up online the the damn recipe is online to just make the exact same thing and you're like okay well might as well do that i'd I'd be willing to bet that it's not because the same thing exists online people just will literally copy paste a recipe paste it and then all they have to do is they'll index all the keywords that they want with the which is technically SEO because they'll write this big long life story about their backstory and then they'll talk about that dish and then they'll talk about something else, some story in their life, just filling this thing with keywords so that it pops Are you up first on Google. Cookbooks? No, I just know this. This is I it's just an interesting why you, thing. Why do you have so much knowledge on cookbooks? No, it's just a, not... it's a website thing. Okay. No, it's a website thing and I was uh I was looking up copyright about stuff. And it's just one of those interesting things about copyright. You cannot, there's no copyright on recipes, like written down. Like, as soon as you put that recipe in a cookbook, somebody just take that recipe, put it in their cookbook. (laughs) Okay. It's wacky. I mean, it is. It is. I just, I never expected to have a discussion about cookbooks. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go, listeners. Now you know. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did miss one thing. Okay. Uh, I did the average speed for Monaco, the pole time. Oh, did you? Yep. It is 104 miles an hour. Well, actually, 104.6 miles an hour. What did we guess? Do you remember? I think I guessed more than that. So, I think you were closer. I, we'll have I feel to go like back I was decently close. Uh, we also were supposed to have an assignment, weren't we? Oh, yeah. We failed. What was the assignment again? It was, we had to rank the tracks. I have the ranking on my computer. I didn't print it out. Rank the tra- What tracks? I don't remember this. The... Uh, the uh, masters or the majors. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I kind of did it in my head anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had the list. I just didn't print it out. So. Okay. Ha! It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Two week cliffhanger for our listeners. Yeah, pretty much. But um. Yeah. So now you know about uh, cookbook recipes, the Indy Five Hundred, and Monaco. D- this is a come and take all type of podcast right here. <laughs> pretty we're gonna much. we're just providing you with every little detail you've ever needed to know. Yep, but uh, we got Le Mans coming up, so that's going to be a big one, and uh, it's technically next weekend, so pretty excited for that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Still really disappointed in Porsche's livery, but it's what it I is. Actually, I, I don't mind it that much. It's horrible. Yeah, I don't agree there. I don't like it, but it's not It's not horrible. I just, just the colors are so bad together. Okay. So... There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, there's no there's no data behind an opinion. So. No, there's not. It's just, <laughs> pretty much a fact, though. Yeah. Well, easy now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it for uh, this week. Um. Not too much because I sort of sprung it on Joe. So. No, it's all good. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a good uh good couple races, and obviously Le Mans next, and I'm very excited for that. It's going to be the best race of the year, so we'll have to do some sort of. Something special for the podcast. I'm not Ooh, sure what yet. Okay. But we'll see. I'll let you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. I have oh, to make a mental note every wow. time I say that. You got it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Wait, do you hear the applause? Yeah. Okay. We need the little button that'll yeah. do the applause in the background. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us, it's Motorsports and Focus on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Otherwise, see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>